victims of the punt time. We're talking Randwick, the final group ones of the Sydney Autumn Carnival. It's a really decent card, especially the back end. There's a few cracking races, including a benchmark 100, which I can't actually recall the last time I saw a benchmark 100. But Mark Shan, I'll start with you. Uh, solid meeting overall. Your initial thoughts while doing the form? Uh, yeah, well, we've got the rail out uh, to the six-metre mark, which um, is some concern that it may favour horses uh, on speed. Um, we've had a lot of bias in Sydney racing in the last 12 months. It didn't stop on Wednesday either. And, you know, it could continue on Saturday that you have to be sort of up in the leading division. Okay, and do I dare ask if we've got a weather update and irrigation report at all? Um, well, the weather's beautifully fine at the moment. I believe one mill went on, I think, uh, Wednesday at some stage. So we're just fingers crossed that we don't get any more. It hasn't rained here for two weeks. So, again, we said this last week, it's like uh, Groundhog Day, but you'd expect a good track, but <laughs> don't hold your breath. Oh, exactly right. Mark Roden, uh, you've been busy doing the form for not only Randwick, but Kensington and Gosford and also Kembla. How are you finding the uh, the sifting through the 20-odd races? Well, this meeting was great. I mean, and, and Sunday doesn't look too bad either. Um, the provincials are a bit more uh, of a slog, but it's going to be a big day today, get through them all. But um, I think this is this is a more enticing meeting than probably even the two either of the two championships meetings in right. my view. I think it's a great card. Beautiful. Well, we're going to start at race two, work our way through the card. Uh, race two is the JHB car stakes over 1,400 metres for the three-year-old fillies, otherwise known as Rob Scurry's wheelhouse in terms of the market. Uh, Kiku's favourite at around the 280 mark, best available. Matchmaker's 380. Uh, you're upwards for the rest. Mark Shan, I'll start with yourself. Did anything take your eye on race two? Look, I'm going to stick with Kiku. I know she's back in uh, distance and there doesn't look to be a lot of speed, but I think she will race closer from a from a better draw. She was about um, fifth or sixth in the run uh, when she won on the Kensington track. She did go further back at Warwick Farm prior to that. Um, but I think she came from a really an impossible position uh, when she won the other day. She was three wide and a limb all the way. I know it was better off the rail, but I um, thought she did a good job. She's back to her own sex here, and uh, I think she'll continue on her winning way myself. Um, so number two, Kiku for me. Mark Roden, how do you see it? Uh, similar. I think Mark's been with Kiku all three of her wins this preparation. I was on the first two. I... I didn't bet last time. I didn't bet in the race. In fact, I was worried about the map, which Mark touched on there. I thought the map was against her, but she overcame it. Um, I think the key to this race is it looks to be no speed. Um, and despite dropping back from 1,600 to 1,400, I expect it to be close enough from Barrier 5 tomorrow, Kiku. And um, I think she's got the best turn of foot in the race. I, I think that's what one hungry heart, the Oaks, in a slowly run race. Now, this is only 1,400, not 2,400. It's the same, you know, in scenario like that best sprint often wins and i think kiku fits the bill here and i think 280 is pretty acceptable so i'll be with her okay positive way to start the card race three is the frank packer over 2000 meters group two uh lions raw is odds on at the moment and you've got quay quay and high supremacy also in the market so it's a dollar 90 versus 350 370 so all three are Basically priced uh, well and truly shorter than the rest of the field. Next in line is Achiever at $34. Mark Shan, Lions Raw has been a horse that you've been following for a fair amount of its career at various stages. Uh, are you siding with it here? 
Look, I think he looks hard to beat. This is another race that is devoid of pace. Um, so, you know, you, you'll probably get a pattern after the first two races, whether you can make ground. He'll be in the back half of the field. So I think that will decide uh, how I'll bet on the race. I think Quayquay's the one who gets the, the map favours here, but um, he has sort of stopped pretty quickly there his last two runs. Although I've got to say, he didn't parade all that great before the derby, to my eye. He looked like he wasn't great in the coat, and he still looked like maybe in the run would suit him. But maybe that's the, that's the style of horse he is, though. He maybe he's a gross type. They haven't seen enough of him. Um, but he probably gets the map favours here. So um, if it's a bias track towards leaders, I think Quayquay's the one that falls in. If if you can make ground, I'd rather be on lines draw. He uh, certainly paraded like that first up at Caulfield, like he had a heap of improvement to come. But obviously that hasn't arrived just yet. Uh, Mark Roden. Lions Raw, are you backing, laying, or are you staying out? Uh, I'd be inclined to lay him with the map. Um, also, he's he's going to be his very best in the derby, uh, and very different um, setup here. Quakeway's the one I'm leaning to. Uh, also, you know, Rob said to me before the derby, he's got improvement to come. Now, that could be just him, but he he was the winner on the turn, I thought. I was on him that day. Um, and either either his fitness has given out or he hasn't stayed. Neither way, um, back to 2000, uh, soft run on speed suits him. So I think I'll be with him. Lions Raw on figures is the best horse in the race, but I just think he maps poorly. Um, high supremacy, everyone saw he was unlucky in the Carbine Club. Yeah, I suppose he's looking for 2000 metres. Um, I'm not 100% sure gate two's great for him, um, unless he can sit very handy. Um, but yeah, it does look to set up nicely for Quakeway. I've got them much closer together in the market. Um, than the actual market, so quite great for me. Okay. Race four is also a group three over 2,000 metres, the JRA plate. Uh, Zaki is favourite, $2.70 from Entente, four twenty. Hangman's coming up from Victoria, $8.00. Polly Gray's nine, double figures for the rest of them. Uh, Mark Sheehan, are you leaning anyway in race four? Well, it looks another walking race, just uh, looking at the map, and I think that favours Entente. Um, I was surprised he gave the lead up to Shared Ambition at Rose Hill the other day in a very slowly run race. Um, they sprinted home very fast splits there, the best 600 and 400 of the day. So I would expect him to go to the front here, and if there's a bias towards the, the on paces, um, I'd rather be on Entente. Look, Zaki had the flashing light on in the Doncaster, but that was a wet track, and he got genuine pace all the way. So whether he can repeat that going to 59 kilos on a drier deck and with a different sort of tempo, not sure that I want to take 240 to find out. He might just have too much class for them, but I'd rather be an Entente who should be in the right position. Okay. Mark Roden, your thoughts there? Uh, yeah, I too was surprised Entente handed up to Shared Ambition last time, but I'm very glad he did. Uh, I was on Shared Ambition. <laughs> it was a very easy race to watch for me. But... Um, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't get Zaki as short as the market. If anything, I've got him trying to touch shorter than he is, best price at the moment. So I'm, it's not a race I have to bet in. But if I was to back anything at this stage, it would be on Taunt. Um, Polly Gray, the race panned out really well for her the other day. But the fact of the matter is, this is 2000's her ideal trip, and she's clearly racing well, and she's down to 53.5. I think she's got a chance. Um, Hangman's flying in Victoria, but it looks to map terribly to me. I, I couldn't have him um, with that set up. And the one I'll be looking for improvement for is the import Zarek. Um, just had absolutely no chance the way the track was playing first up and up to a more suitable trip. And that run under his belt, I think he should improve. Market keeping safe at around 10 bucks. He's very hard to price, but I, 
I think he is a very likely improver. Um, yeah, no bet at this stage, but on top of anything. Yeah, he looked a bit soft at Zarek the other day, so I think Yard would be pretty important uh, for him. Okay, race five's the Hallmark Stakes over 1,200 metres. 11.11 leads a pretty open market. $3.70 from Senior Fox, around $5. Splintex is $6.50. You've got Rohirrin and Victorum, about $7. Mark Sheen, who's your leader here? Um, well, Alpha Auro's come out now, so I, I would say Splintex will drive forward from out wide with Easy Eddie, and that's the reason I like Splintex. Look, he's two runs of four and oh, but uh, I reckon both runs have been pretty good. He got checked in the race that Eduardo won, and then at Rose Hill he was six wide and a limb all the way with the rail the best place to be. So I think this is a much better setup for him. And I think at the price he'll give you a good side. I'm already on him. So two splint techs for me. Um, I thought Deprive was a lot better with the blinkers on at Rose Hill, and he's got much better Ramwick form than Rose Hill. Obviously, 11-11's uh, dropping down in class, but not sure where he's going to get to from that barrier, and if they pull up in front, might face the task. So I'm on Splintex, and fingers crossed. Okay, very good. Mark Roden, do you have anything for us in race five? Yeah, uh, I do. Well, the, the first thing I'd say is I couldn't have 11-11 favourite from that alley. I mean, it's TJ Smith back to this, so that's why he appears the obvious, I suppose, but um, not from that gate for me. Um, I've actually landed on one at, when I first saw the fields, I thought, well, I'll be against this one because uh, I've had all favours last time, and that's Signore Fox. Now, he did have the rails in run spot at Rose Hill when that was a big advantage. But a few others did that day too. Easy Eddie was one, um, and he won pretty decisively, and he was trialling real, really well before that. Um, I think... He just appears to have come back in probably career best form. Um, even taking him back a smidge for that, uh, for the good run he got, I've still got him uh, on top. So I think I'll back him. He's going to get a very good run with McDonald sticking again. So I think five dollars is an acceptable price. Um, you know, then going further than him, I think Splintex. I, I, I think Victorian's probably passed his best. I've got, I haven't got Splintex overs in my market, and then you have to things like Deprive and Rahiran who just always get back. Uh, that's um, six metre rail at 1200 Randwick. I, I don't really want to be on that type of horse, even though Deprive actually has a pretty good record at track and field. So, almost by a process of elimination, I've landed on Signore Fox. I think $5 is okay. All right. First look at the quaddy group one for the two year olds over the mile, and Hilal is favourite at $3.50. Captivant's Four conversion six. Everything else is into double figures. Mark Shan, two-year-olds up to sixteen hundred. Does any of them profile to you like the likely winner here? Um, look, well, I've been on Halal every start, so I've, I have to go to the well one more time. <laughs> I just think he's been really poorly ridden or negatively ridden in his last three, and sort of really hasn't been given a chance. I'm hoping for Barry number four that they take a little bit more initiative and. Um, Ride him a little bit closer. Uh, to, to my eye, that size form and that lead up at, at Rose Hill does look better form. Against that, of course, sometimes those horses don't progress to run the mile, whereas Converge and Gin Martini look like they'll, they'll get a mile for sure. So that's the thing that you've got to take into account. But I think Kalal's got the class. Been running in the better races. Captivant, uh, probably the danger. And I think Gin Martini's a big improver. Um, Obviously, bungled to start there. Rose Hill ran a good race to start before at Randwick and on the Kenzo, and definitely looks like it'll, it'll lap up 1600. 
Yeah, it certainly looks like that based off its late sectionals. Mark Roden, is there any tips that you have for the punters at home if they're looking to try and find horses that would be better suited stepping up in distance? Oh, I just pretty standard stuff. Breeding's a good guide if they're unknown at it uh, sometimes. And, you know, your sectional data. Yep. Sectional data can be misleading if it's out of slow paces. Horses that have run a good last 200 over 1,400, if it's a walk, that's absolutely no guarantee they'll um, run 1,600. But, yeah, just watching watching your tapes, the, all the, the stock standard sort of stuff. I'm with Halal too. I haven't actually backed him yet, uh, and I'm thinking about chiming in at around 5 to 2. I think that's backable. It's certainly D-Day for him. Um, there's been a lot of excuses for him, but drawn a gate. Um, if... If they ride him back from Barrier 4, there really should be a Royal Commission into it. There's no excuse not to list him midfield and maybe even closer than that from this gate. Uh, he came from behind, Captivant, and was stronger on the line in the size, so I certainly lean to him out of that form race. Um, Converge just is on the upward spiral and already won at a mile, seven-day backup. I think he's in the race. I think six bucks is about right. Um, I don't think he's bad at that price, but I expect him to run well again. And the other one Mark mentioned as well, Jim Martini. Missed the start and then came through in the in the right part of the track at Rose Hill, but it was hammering home, especially compared to Converge in the same race. So, but it can step and be maybe just off midfield. It, it can be in the finish too. I thought Port Louis is an interesting runner, number ten. It's been specked overnight too. I see. Um, just just wish it hadn't drawn barrier fourteen. Then I might be interested in specking it myself. But it's uh, I think it's a genuine improver. Twelve hundred up to sixteen hundred is a bit strange, but um, I'm not surprised to see money for it. But yeah, going to try and not to overthink this race too much and probably just stick with the obvious, which is Halal. Okay, like it. Uh, race seven, all aged, another group one, weight for age over 1,400. Masked Crusader is favoured at $3. Then you're at Sabatiano around 7, Cascadian 9.50, Tagaloa and Colding at 11, Dreamforce 12. Mark Shan, Masked Crusader. Uh, Tommy Berry's back on board, so it's not uh, Garen McAvoy. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts um, on that runner? Well, I think that the map and the, the pattern of the track is so important to this horse. Um, he's missed the start at his last couple. He's got barrier 12. It does look to be genuine pace, though. If you've got Dreamforce drawn wide, you'd think he'd have to hurdle across. Sebatiano wouldn't want to be going back. Pelzer up in distance probably rolls forward. So I'd expect a genuine pace. Against that, uh, he has got that bad marble and probably be giving him a big start. So if he's on the blow, though, and, you know, the, the leaders are winning, he might get to a silly price. Um, at the moment, I'm probably going to be on Sabatiano uh, just from the map, and I'm uh, going to have something an eye on Superman, probably more a handicapper, but um, I think a dry track, and he's tried really well since that last win where he beat um, the rider winner. So I think he's a bit of value in the race. Obviously, Mars Crusade, the best horse in the race. Coaling back to a dry track, strong well as well. So it's an interesting race, but uh, for the record, number 10, but it's a tricky race. What did you think of Tagaloa? He's obviously had the, the one trial since uh, his last start there in the in the Australian Guineas. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, look, I don't know about the three-year-olds. I'm, yeah. I'm going to let him go. Okay. Mark Roden, your thoughts on the all-aged? Really similar. I couldn't take $3, Mars Crusader, from that barrier. Um no accident at Drew 12, apparently, according to the... You know, <laughs> they, they picked it first and then randomly selected the rest. Uh, what happened at Moody Valley? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it went to Drew last break, one or two or something, anyway. Um, Drew four the other day. <laughs> yeah, four, that's right. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, yeah, 
conspiracy theorist have got him there. Um, but he has ended up with 12, and I don't want to back him from 12 at $3. Mark makes a good point. It could, if it got to $4, then you'd be saying, oh, hang on, this is the best horse in the race. This is clearly the best horse in the race. We, we have to take the pump. But he's uh, $3 very best at the moment. That's too short for me. Um, not a race I want to get heavily involved in. I've come up with Dreamforce, uh, eight-year-old, nearly nine-year-old, who was back to something like his best in the rider and is the sort of horse that... Um, when he finds form, uh, tends to hold it very honest, tough on pacer. And if the track's playing that way, some of his better wins over his career have been when the track's been playing on, on pace and he's taken advantage of it. So at double figure odds, I'll be happy to give him a go, but it won't be for um, sheep stations. Okay. Race 8 is a benchmark 100 in terms of the market. We have, well, it's pretty wide open, but... Uh, Nudge is slight favourite at five dollars from Star Spangled Rodeo five fifty. You've got Facedos, Bottega, Rocket Clock around that eight dollar mark. Everything else is double figures. Mark Sheen, can you find an angle here for us? Um, look, I've been on Nudge uh, both runs this time in. It's defied the bias at Rose Hill, where it's come down absolutely quagmire um, sections of the track and still made ground. Look, if Cathy can get this into a decent spot from barrier number four, I think it's uh, primed to win this race. It's paraded well before its last two runs. Looks to be a lot more speed in the race here to suit with um, Arapahoe, Cuba, Star Spangled Rodeo. So there should be a bit more genuine pace than she's encountered the last couple of starts. So I think if she gets to luck, she looks very hard to beat to my eye. I think Facedos has tried well. He was a bit dour at the end of his preparation last time in, but always races well fresh and likes 1,400. So... I've got 14 on top. Okay. Mark Roden, benchmark 100. Anything for yourself in this race? This is a deep, deep race. Yeah. Um, Nudge was enormous last start. I'm just terrified of it. It's it's open favourite now, admittedly $5 favourite, but just don't make the cat $5. Oh, God, that just puts my teeth on itch. I mean, I know you want really to be on the horse, but I don't know, at 52, you, you, the pool's a bit limited, but... Um, Oh, I just want a bit better than five bucks, to be quite honest with you. And uh, um, Cat's going okay, really, but it, it's it, you just can't consider it a plus, that, that jockey change. Um, so I'm um, going a bit wide. Um, I'm going to believe the figures I've got from Europe that this Arapaho's um, probably a bit smarter than the uh, handicapper rating suggests, and he, he might be well in with 53 here. Didn't beat anything in his trial at Hawkesbury, but he's stylish doing it. Uh, he race, he should race on pace on the evidence of that from three. I don't think he'll lead, but I think he'll be handy, fairly handy, getting the right run. And they've got C. Williams has taken the ride. So, as Dicko keeps reminding us um, about how much he loves cash, so he wouldn't be doing this just for, to have a spin around Randwick. Um, and I think at double figure odds, he's well worth the spec. Nudge, clear in present danger. Uh, would not be at all surprised to see a, if, if Cat gives it the right run to come and see it come out and win by a link or two. Star Spangled Radio, what a prep he has had. And he's not another right style of horse for the way we expect the track to play. He just sticks himself in the race. Great horse to back. But, geez, he's been to the abs absolute red zone of what I think he's capable of a few times now. He might, he's got to be come up at some stage. But tell you what, if he keeps running to that level, he, he's in the finish again for sure. I think that the Tiger was unsuited last time and very good first up. It's in the race. Um, it's And it doesn't end there. You know, Rocket Clock bound to win. They're, they're all... Sneaky chances at odds. Um, really, really good benchmark race this one. Um, but yeah, betting wise, I'm going to I'm going to go with this import Arapaho. 
a big watch on number three Cuba. If Rob Scurry finds that out of the yard, it's as he refers to his old yeah. boyfriend. But that was um, it. Um, did were you at Caulfield? Uh, it paraded very well, very full. Four hundred meters. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you never know. Yeah. Race nine, benchmark eighty-eight. Uh, market has Selena dreaming and lost and running equal favorite at 360 more profits at six dollars everything else double figures Mark Sheen anything the last for you yeah well uh, this market will change a bit uh, if more profits decides to go to Sunday so um, that's taking up a bit of percentage there look I was on Selena dreaming when it won first up at Warwick Farm and it was going to win from about two strides after they jumped um, yeah. she was trained right up so that's the only negative I could find with her that, um, you know, she was really ready to go uh, first up and maybe mightn't produce it second up, but she's got no weight and a good barrier and she does love dry tracks. Um, so I think she'll be in the perfect spot to, to run a good race here. Lost in running, probably a little bit disappointing the other day. Um, didn't beat much the run before. I don't know if I could come at him, so... Uh, I think one here that paraded a bit big at Canterbury, Bow Ideal, could run an improved race. Um, to my eye, it looked like the run would certainly improve. He made some late ground there on a track where it was hard to make ground. So I'm on 12 and save on 5. It looks a bit better in the yard. Okay. $26 to Bow Ideal at the moment. Mark Roden, any thoughts here in the last race? I think it's a great race for, for an 88. It's a really good race. Um, Oh, I was a bit disappointed when I saw the market. I did the form before I'd seen a market, and I thought, well, they're going to, on SP profile, put up Lost and Running short again, and they're going to half miss Selena Dreaming and more profits, and they didn't. They um, they had Selena Dreaming. Oh, I've got Selena Dreaming favourite, but I was hoping for a bit better price. Just going to wait and see what the market does. Mark spot on about that. That was a dominant win at Warwick Farm, and it, and it wasn't a bad Wednesday Mayor's Field either, and she absolutely obliterated them. Um, she's a group horse, in my opinion, for sure one day. Um, and she struck a very competitive 88 here, but I think she's the one to beat. I just like a touch better at price. Um, Lost and running. Yeah, he's he's gone to the same level all three runs this prep, which just you know in theoretical terms suggests he's got another level in him. You wouldn't say he was going to improve a couple of lengths off Canterbury just to the eye, but. He, that might, he's just got a really solid level of performances and he, he could go to another level. That said, I don't have him marked favourite, so I couldn't be backing him at this stage, but I'm I'm not completely discounting him. More profits went out at her peak. Um, I think she's a chance down on the weights. And I, I was on Enchanted Heart at 25s when it rolled over um, Austin running at Canterbury. Yeah. Um, meets him slightly worse off at the weights, but against that, she was first up that day in 1100 isn't her trip in my opinion, so she, she should tighten up off that and the extra 100 metres suits her, so that, that could easily offset that uh, little weight swing, and I think she probably shouldn't be double figure odds, but that said, she's the one giving weight to some um, pretty smart horses uh, now, so that's against a very, very competitive race. That, that's my orders, Selena Dreaming, lost and running more profits and chant of heart, but just going to have to watch the market. Yep, sounds like there's plenty to happen between now and jump time, that's for sure, both in the yard and also in terms of final field. Uh, that brings us to the end. We'll run through best. Any value bets, any lay bets you're having as well, Mark Sheen? I'll start with you. Uh, well, I think Kicker will win again. Um, as I said, I've had something on Splintex in race five, so I think it'll give you a good side up on the speed. Um, I'm hoping Cathy can get Nudge into a 
reasonable position in uh, race number eight. So I think um, they're my best for the day. Beautiful. Mark Roden, you're coming off a winning set at Canterbury. So uh, looking forward to seeing what you throw out, both in terms of the early staking plan and then also as the day unfolds. But is there anything you like at this stage? I think Kiko's the best bet of the day. Um, I think Arapaho, if he's if he runs up to those overseas figures, is good value at double figure odds. And I like one of big odds in the highway, but I might save that for the subs, actually. It's, um, it's around 20 bucks at the moment, so I might be thinking about that one. <laughs> okay. Excellent. I like that. Uh, thank you very much to you both for joining me. We'll catch up on Monday. We'll review the final Group 1 meeting of the season and uh, push on to Hawkesbury next week. But it's a busy weekend coming up. Uh, enjoy the next couple of days of the punt. Thank you.